Well, I'll just sound tinny then. <laughs> you sound fine to me. Well, you sound better, so whatever. Whatever. Whoa, dude, let's start this thing. Do you want to switch mics? Dun, 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 dun. No, I don't. Okay. Because what would I switch to? To, like, you switch with me. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's way too much work. Um, Don't get too close to it. Okay. Like, give yourself a little bit of space, because otherwise I'm going to hear every single mouth sound. And, like, every breath. And my beard might rub against it. Like, every time you exhale, it's going to... Yeah, dude. It's going to be sick. <clears throat> yeah, and, like, if you're just a little ways off, then you can just do some compression, and it sounds nice. Cream pression. Cream pression. A yeah. cream impression. Gross. Ginger Baker Rip. Yeah, yeah. He passed yeah, away. Of course. Jesus. Whoever's what? doing that needs to stop. What, dying? Killing people. Oh. Death? Yeah. Killed by death? Whoever. Is that a song? If it's not, it should be. Can you hear the breathing thing? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure can. Yep. How come yours doesn't do it? Because you know how to do things? Well, and I'm... You're a hand's length away? Mine is too quiet. I can turn up your gain. Talk. Talking. I'm talking right now. Hold on. Let me scoot it back just a hair so I can rest my head on the door. Checking. Checking. <laughs> I can still hear it. Yeah, but it's not nearly as bad. It's fine. It's good. What if we, I just we Gucci. Just putting this down just a hair. How's that? I'm a mouth breather naturally, so I don't know what to do. That, that's it's my it's nose fine. isn't big enough to breathe air. <laughs> it's fine. Hashtag okay. made septum. So let's get started on this podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi. I'd like to apologize in advance for the next half an hour of your time. Uh, that reminds me, I need to set a timer. And while I'm doing that. Our guest for the day will be Chad Bill Anderson. Uh, he likes to go by Bill. Uh, so if you find him on social media, make sure you tag him. Definitely not the case anymore. He loves it. But Don't listen to him. It's like a guilty pleasure type thing, you know? It is what it is. Yeah. I tell people I don't like it so that they do it. It's like reverse psychology. Right. That's, yeah. It's the same thing you do with young children. I wonder if this will stay. I don't know where that where you're going with that, but well, you're supposed to tell us about yourself. Well, I'm okay. So anyway, <laughs> this is Chad Anderson. His middle name is William, right? That's true. Yeah, and uh, I've known him for twelve years. Uh, formed the yeah. Lee in twelve years ago. That sounds about right. Two thousand and seven, almost thirteen years. Yeah. Wow. 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 How do you wink on a podcast? Wow. You just There's do it wink. and then people just know. Yeah, here we go. Wow. Wink. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Um. So anyway, Chad, tell us about yourself. Where'd you come from? Why are you here? Where do we go when we die? That It's a Dream Theater lyric. Yeah, because it's the spirit carries on. Yeah. Um. Obviously. Yeah, my name is Chad. Covered that. Uh, I play in a band called Helium Prime. Uh, I play Lily guitar um, on the stage with the band. Uh, <laughs> um, Very interesting. I also has that been done before? Uh, I I think I I, I pioneered. You the, might be the first to yeah. play on stage with the band. Yeah, that's, most guitars are off stage. I, I made I made it a thing. So yeah. congrats. Um, I also have a um, recording business called Ethereal Audio Productions. Um, that I run out of my bedroom pretty much. <laughs> uh, and I'm also a junior system 
administrator at a internet services company. They call those ISPs. That's that's true. Yep. Um, that. That's uh, yeah. Uh, that's so. It's, my life. You're not just in Helium Prime though. Uh, I'm not in, just like, in Helium bands. Prime. I'm not in eighty. I'm in technically. I guess you could say I'm in two bands. See, same thing. Um, I'm also in a band called Hiss and Gin, um, based out of Salt Lake City, which is here where we are right now. Um, I also play the guitar in that band and do some occasional v- vocal things with my mouth. Uh, I'm glad it's not with something else. Vocal things with other orifices would not be as musical. I, th- uh, well, I mean, Devin Townsend's probably done it. True, um, <laughs> and we all know and that Captain Beefheart. I mean, his base, his name basically says fart. And and Jim Carrey in uh, his, uh, pet, pet, pet detective. detective. Yeah, yeah. 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 So all well, that was with his mouth, technically, but we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's so anyway, you're in a lot of bands. Um, the Salt Lake City local scene. Basically, everybody knows you. That's uh, not a sentiment shared by many. But the, the the interesting thing is that I think they know me not from my local band exploits here. Um, I'm just going to adjust my microphone here really quick oh, because I was dying. Um, it's true. Uh, I have a lot of friends in the, the local music and metal scene in Salt Lake. Um, some from things like recording... Uh, you know, or simply just from I've I've had a lot of people who I meet through just becoming Facebook friends with them first, and then they'll walk up to me at shows and tell me they met me on Facebook, and it's really kind of weird and creepy, but it's kind of flattering that they know who I am. Why is that weird? How <laughs> because, do you meet people nowadays, anyway? That's true. I mean, I guess there's the internet, so I, I, I hardly leave my house. So I guess how else am I going to make friends? Yeah. But, and for those of you that can't see, you would tell by his tan. But he does not leave his house. <laughs> his lack thereof. Uh, there's a reason I always wear the same kind of t-shirts and no tank tops or anything, because I don't want to show off my farmer tan. But yep. yeah, uh, I'm mainly con- concealed in my basement for 90% of the time. Um, mixing. Recording. Mixing, recording. Um, I also edit videos for a popular YouTube channel called Gear Gods that some people may be familiar with. Um I'm, I guess, what you'd call an intern, an unpaid intern. <laughs> for, uh, uh, shout out to Alex Nal- Nasla. Alex Nasla and Trey Xavier and yeah, Isaac. Uh, yeah, those guys are all great. Um, the Gear Gods crew. Uh, been ed- editing videos kind of on the side for them for, wow, I guess it's been maybe a year and a half. They throw videos my way every once in a while. Um, yeah, so I stay pretty busy. Um, Everybody knows me because I somehow become friends with everybody, I, I guess. That's accurate. Um, I'm not very good at making enemies, but it's a skill I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Chad. That's Chad William Anderson. Um, he uh, He's a guy of many trades. What is it? Master of... Uh, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, that was actually a running joke for a while um, where I was... People would say, "Yeah, he's Chad. He's he's okay. He's all right." Or no, how did it go? He's okay at many things because I <laughs> I I have this bad habit of trying to dip my toes into so many different um, 
jacuzzis, different, baby. Different, yeah, dip my toe to, to the all the jacuzzis, <laughs> baby. Uh, because I, I have a lot of interest in recording and um, as far as audio, as well as I've been getting a lot into video and photography the last couple of years, thanks to you. Um, uh, as well as just like building websites or you know playing guitar or trying to do everything which I've been trying to not do as much of lately because I've realized that it's it's hard to master that many things yeah what's the the saying you need a hundred thousand hours at one thing to become a master yeah and it, is it ten thousand I think it's ten thousand ten thousand hundred thousand seems a bit much is a it's an unleash the archer song um, which one ten thousand against one wait it's Ten thousand against one. Well, yeah. Okay. It's, it's unleash the archers. Hashtag unleash the archers. Shout out. Shout um, out. What was I saying? We're talking about how you're a master of nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, after a while, it starts to weigh on you, where you're doing so many things, but not really progressing one way or another as far like as far as you would like in anything. Yeah. You get okay at stuff, and then you don't have time to get better than okay because you're busy doing other okay stuff. Right. Yeah. So it's it's uh, something I've tried not to do as much of lately or recently. But you want to drop the bomb about your studio career? Well, so there was a a while where I thought you know I could quit my job as a well at the time I was a tech support lead at the company I currently work for for my day job. I thought, I don't want to do this forever. So I was going to try and do it, the whole home studio thing um, and build that up and make that my new number one thing. Uh, that's not the case any longer. Now I do it for fun because it stopped being fun for a little while. Um, so I decided I'm not going to do that as my number one. And so far it's panned out. It's been a good decision. <laughs> nice. But you're still, you've still got a couple of projects you're finishing. Uh, yeah. You're not out of the woods yet. No. Uh, but I'm working more at my own pace and I'm not trying to push myself, uh, to the point where it's giving me nightmares and I'm waking up in cold sweats because I didn't get the mix right the fourth time around, you know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm taking it more at a laid back kind of state and, um, Thankfully, the clients I have, or the people, I've, the bands I've been working with and stuff, have been very understanding uh, with that stuff. So uh, they've been working with me. I've been working, you know, it's been good. They work together. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's Chad, everybody. And I don't know if you noticed, but this is my first podcast where I'm actually talking to a human being in the same room. And wow, is it weird. Wow. So let's just uh, hashtag uncomfortable. <laughs> just kidding. It's just like having a conversation, y'all. I got too close there. A little too excited. So anyway, we've got some topics here we're going to cover. And since we are both musicians, then we will talk about music. And just a just a little rundown of the old top uh, We've... What was that? Is that a burp? <laughs> no. Chad was, burped or farted. I'm not sure. It was my headphones. Sure. Grazing. Yeah. It's a good one. I'm going to use that one next time. Yeah. Um, so we've got music. We're covering music. So top five albums of the last couple of years. We've got all time favorite artists. 
We've got a dream collaboration situation. We've got some audio slash video top five things we wish we knew back in the day when we started. Um, then we're going to just talk about hashtag band life. And Chad's going to talk about how to do bands and how to do life and become a band life kind of guy. And yeah. Hashtag band life. Hashtag. Yeah. Uh, so where are we starting? We we're starting with, with the, music. We're going with the top five top albums five from albums. Chadley. So I don't. Let's go number five. Your least of the favorites. So uh, for the last couple years. I just want to preface this conversation and say <laughs> I don't actually typically have favorites of anything. It's always just like, oh yeah, I like this or I don't like this. Yeah, but I'm forcing so, him to have a top five. So. <clears throat> So what I'm going to do in this case, actually, can I get a, do you have water? Oh my God. Yeah. They're in the mini fridge. Yeah, that's right. I have a mini fridge in the band space. We're in the band space, by the way. Uh, this is the place where my band practices our songs. Hashtag Principium. Uh, we have a Facebook and a YouTube and that is all. So please find us and like us and pretend that you like us or whatever. Uh, where's my chat question? Yeah. Selfish. Just kidding. Chad is the least selfish person I know. Other than my beautiful wife, obviously. We're getting old in here, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm almost 30. Can't bend down and pick up things anymore. Not like we used to. God damn it. Well, great. Now I can't monetize this. <laughs> Just kidding. All 12 people listening are going to be pissed. Because I said God or because I said damn? Both. Or because you I, said them together. Said if them you together. said them separately, it wouldn't matter. Of course. Yeah. Um, okay, so Chad's Chad's prefacing that he does not actually have favorites, and he really wants to make sure people know that about him because yeah. he doesn't so, want to make anybody feel bad. I told you he was the nicest guy ever. So yeah, I don't I don't ever claim favorites, and it's not about being nice or not being nice. It's just for some reason I have some mental block that prevents me from saying this thing is my number one or whatever. So, but that being said, I will choose some albums that I love that have come out recently. Let's Number see. five. So the first one that comes to mind is it's actually an EP by a band called Idle Hands. Uh, I think it was called Don't Waste Your Time was the name of the EP. Idle Hands is a band from Portland uh, that I'm buddies with a couple of the guys in that band. They, It's a band that came about fairly recently. They're actually touring with King Diamond right now. They're about to leave on tour with King Diamond. Wow. Um, but the uh, the singer of that band was the bass player in Spellcaster uh, before they broke up. R.I.P. Um, Hashtag rip and peace. Which I, I really loved Spellcaster's uh, last album that they put out before they broke up called Night Hides the World. Because um, that, was, that was some good stuff. I played a few shows with those guys, uh, and I actually caught them when they were on their last tour, I think, before they broke up. Just say the band name and the album yeah, name so again. Idle Hands, Don't Waste Your Time. It's kind of some, kind of like, uh, I would say, I would call it like traditional metal with like a doom or in even like a gothic uh, twist. Some really good stuff if you're into like Depeche Mode or 69 Eyes. And, but it's metal, um, so it's, it's some really, similar artists. Some really really good stuff. Number five for me, the last couple of years probably would be 
Oh gosh, this is harder than I thought. Uh, yeah, now you know how I feel. I need to cheat and look in my iTunes library <laughs> <laughs> at the most recent stuff that I've gotten. This is uh, harder than I thought. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes I do it that way, and then I realize the only thing I've listened to in the last month is stuff that came out 20 years ago. Right. So. Don't want to do that. Okay. So, top number five for me, I'm going to go with a local band to the Salt Lake City scene, and that is Chasing Obscene. They have an album called Changes. Um, the S is in parenthesis. Um, but these guys are really good. Instrumental stuff, uh, pretty proggy, good... Did- wholesome metal they practice in the same building as me but they didn't pay me to say that yet do they uh do they put the s in parentheses so it can be like a single change or, or multiple? multiple changes if we're gonna have to ask you them get it get you, them on the podcast and ask you, them you get to choose yeah what is it <laughs> Tweet at me at behind the kid official hashtag changing obscene to find out why they have parentheses chasing obscene and the s yeah you said you said changing I did? I think so. It's chasing Obscene. Chasing Obscene. C-H-A-S-I-N-G. Changes. Change. Okay. Um, what's your number four? Number four. What do we What do we got? Um, hmm. It's weird to think about because a lot of new stuff that I listen to, I, I, I primarily listen to new bands that I am somehow connected with or that I know. Um, so I feel like a lot of the stuff people have heard of, I haven't even checked out. Um, I think, uh, number four, I'm going to go with, Oh man, I can't even, what is the, I'm going to screw up the, the name of the album one sec <laughs> please hold Chad's finding them because band. they named the, the album that I'm thinking of is named after one of the songs on the album but I, uh, I can't remember which song maybe I'll do a number four while you're yeah 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 you do one so number four for me would be Dave McKay that's the artist um, that's D-A-V-E-M-A-C-K-A-Y um, he put out an EP called Three Volume One Los Angeles and wow 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 uh, he opened for Pliny last time they came through, and he is just a master of everything keyboard-oriented and vocaling. Um, I would highly recommend that. Um, you should have another one coming out very soon. Um, lots of stuff to follow. He's everywhere. Dave McKay, 3, Volume 1. And he's the guy that you did um, a spontaneous yes. cover of. I did do a spontaneous um, a cover of one of his songs. And that was pretty cool. That That's, was not on that album. No. That was from the album Restart. If you want to check out that cover. Uh-huh. So what's your number four? So number four, these are actually some dudes that my band Helium Prime toured with last year. Called The band is Striker. Uh, the album is called, I couldn't remember what it was called, but it's called Play to Win. Um... I couldn't remember if it was Play to Win or Heart of Lies because Heart of Lies is the first song on the album. Um, at any rate, it's like some really good, just like kind of, I would say, I would call it cheesy 80s metal, but more modern. I'm all about like the retro, I don't know, I like cheesy old things. So, <laughs> so it's uh, retro, but it just came out. So, I, yeah, I would call it retro, like, 80s heavy metal but it 
came out uh, last year. Um, yeah, I toured all, I toured the country with those dudes and unleashed the archers last year for the four or five weeks. Um, really great guys. Nice, and an awesome album. If you are, if you guys are also looking for some seventies funk, this is not a top album recommend, but it's a very good album. Uh, Death or Devotion by the Motet. Very, very good classic funk, but it came out this year. Really, really cool stuff. Um, Do you have a number three, sir? Yeah. Um, Number three, I'm going to give it to Ola England for his album uh, Masters of the Universe, which is named after what you think it's named after. Uh, That's the guy from Ormsby? Uh, No, he is the owner of Solar Guitars, which is actually the the guitars that uh, I play live hashtag uh, sponsored and in the studio that is hashtag sponsored uh i wouldn't call it sponsored but i would call it uh supported by <laughs> um hashtag discounts yeah and yeah solar guitars i love them but i wouldn't know about solar guitars if it wasn't about if i if i didn't know about all england he plays guitar in such bands as the haunted and feared out of sweden stockholm sweden um He's a really nice guy. Uh, I've talked to him a few times, but uh, yeah, his album came out. When did it come out? Six months ago? Not too long ago, but it's all instrumental. Um, Just if you like heavy riffs and awesome guitar solos. Uh, there's actually a Check. there's actually a saxophone solo on one of the songs too. It's really really good. So wow. highly recommend. Speaking of saxophone solos, that may or may not bring me to my number three. Let me see when it has been released. Let's give a little look. Um, don't play. Just no. Don't do that. <laughs> don't want to get sued. Um, 2017, yeah, so that works. So um, my number three would be Vitalism. That's the artist. Um, the EP is called Psy, S-Y, V-I-T-A-L-I-S-M, Vitalism. That's a banger. Uh, Yamiobi, track number three, has some sax. Are you even saying action. words right now? It's, uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Vitalism is a band. Track three, <laughs> Yamiobi. Is one of the best songs you'll ever hear with a saxophone, but also metal. Um, what's your number two, Chad? Because I got mine right here. <laughs> uh, why don't you go for it? Oh, boy. Number two will be... Oh, man. There's too many good ones, so whatever. Number two. I just kicked my microphone. Good job. Thanks. Oh, God. <laughs> Not going well. Okay, number two would be... Periphery. Whoa! Hail Stan. Which I is, hail him all the time in my car when I'm driving. Which, in case you didn't know, is supposed to be a play on words for Hail Satan. Wow. Spooky. Yeah. I mean, it is Halloween. Mm. Um, that's the only reason I chose it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, this song has, or this album has everything on it. Uh, if you want some Screamo, if you want some... Uh, Don't call it that. Oh, it's too late. This is out Damn. there. Um, if you want some screaming vocals, is that, that better? Yeah. If you want Thank some you. clean vocals, if you want some prog, if you want some just straight heavy metals, uh, if you want to uh, work out, 
while you're listening. You can do all that <laughs> with this record. Uh, it really, really is top notch. They're heckin' heckin' guys in that group. That record also features our our good friend John Yelland. Um, it does in some of the the kind of background choir yep. vocals arranged by Randy Randy Slaw Randy's laugh Randy's laugh yes uh, if you want to uh, look into that gentleman at Randy's laugh is the best way to get to him <laughs> um, he's done work for other people too uh, who else uh, the only one I know for sure is Periphery but yeah he's oh, he's, he's done, done some stuff for Devin Townsend yes yes he he's, has done uh, at least for on, on one album he did some stuff for yeah he's done some things for other people dev. that we cannot recall deal with it um so chad what is your number two is that where we're at yeah yeah what's your number two? uh number two goes to trivium which is one of the mainstream ones that isn't just a obscure band that only i i'm friends with anyway yeah. uh trivium the sin in the sentence wait is that what it's called yes yeah yeah sin in the sentence um it's like a huge just great return to form for Trivium I wasn't a huge fan of their last few albums they put out I haven't really been a huge fan of anything they've done since In Waves two albums ago three yeah that would be three albums yeah. ago because um, they did uh, Silence in the Snow yep. and the Vengeance Falls yep. or those, those two yeah I wasn't really a huge fan of either of those um, but Sin in the Sentence just it tickles all the right spots Dude, gets me going it's so tickly also, uh, Trivium was going to come here on that tour, and they got snowed in uh, Colorado. Didn't make it up to Salt Lake, but I did have an interview set up with Alex, um, which would have been sick. Alex Bent. Alex Bent. He's their, uh, this is his first album with them. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so electricity unified. Um, Correct. Because In agree. Waves was also their first album with that drummer. And look at that magic. But I think that the... I think the um, music was pretty much ready to go on In Waves before Correct. that dude joined. And Correct. I, th I think that was partially the case as well with Sin in the Sentence, but I think... I'm sure it was. I, I think they did give Alex Bent more reins like, to do what he wanted. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he killed it, dude, for sure. He kills it so hard. And all of his takes that you hear on the album were done within two or three takes. Every single song... He is a well-practiced individual, but also still has a lot of life in him, uh, which is something I couldn't say for somebody, uh, let's say, Mike Mangini. This is a little too technical for my taste, um, but Alex Bent is a great medium, and he's basically the Neil Peart of metal. He's um, very, very tasteful yeah. in the way he plays. Yep. So go listen to The Sin in the Sentence, which is also tied for my top one. Whoa! Yeah. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the other top one would be the band called Rendezvous Point, which is amazing. Which you keep telling me to listen to, yeah. but I still have not. That's but. correct. I have to force it on Chad whenever I'm with him because he will not do it on his own. But their album, what's it even called? It's called Universal Chaos. Whoa. And wow, is it chaos. That sounds like in the a best dream way. theater name. Yeah. Systematic Chaos. Don't confuse it with universal that. Universal mind. Systematically Chaotic. Wait, is Universal Mind a... What is that? Universal Mind. I don't know. Is that know. a liquid tension experiment song? Yes, I think so. Okay. Universal Mind. Wait, no. Universal something. Don't, doesn't Dream Theater have a universal song? I don't anyway. think so. Anyway. Uh, they're very, very good. So, Prague. 
uh, that's my jam and uh, not of the United States as most bands coming out nowadays are not for some reason um, very very good prog very very good instrumentalists um, you may know the drummer from Leprous uh, same drummer so there might be some other members that are also the same but I don't know because I don't look anybody up unless they're a drummer usually um, but yeah, so that's my number one tied with The Sin and The Sentence um, from Trivium. Uh, they are coming out with a new album soon. Trivium is. By the way, I looked it up and Universal Mind is a Liquid Tension song. Can so confirm. If anyone wants to listen to that, it's a good one. Yes. I can't remember how it goes right now, but... Came out about 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, so it's not really relevant to this conversation, but I, I said Universal Mind, so right. I had to... It's good. It's it. a great song. Um... Listen to that that yesterday actually. <clears throat> so yeah, my number one. We've got finally gotten here. Here we are. Uh I've been waiting. I'm gonna say uh Unleash the Archers Apex. Um just like Striker, they like I said earlier, toured with them last year. The sweetest, greatest bunch of people. Um but more than that, yeah, their their album is which that album came out, I think also in 2017. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, yeah, it's just really great. Melo- I, I, I hesitate to call it power metal cause it's not really power metal. I would call it melodic metal if anything. Um, but yeah, the, they really, that unleashed the archers really came into their own with this album. It's kind of their first album where I can just play it the whole way through. And I just love it every second um which yeah. I, I can't say for their previous albums previous albums for me all had great songs or great moments um but i just keep i just keep listening to this yeah damn album dude can't get away from it that's what makes all of my top five my top five is being able to listen to it all the way through no skipping you digest the whole album as a story and uh which that album actually is a story yeah apex i mean is most a, of these albums are yeah apex is a there's a story uh jason uh from helium prime uh the guitar player songwriter for jason band, ashcraft jason ashcraft hat shout out uh he and i did a little podcast with Brittany from uh, unleash the archers like a year or two ago I, chad may be biased well lose track of time I, I probably am but <laughs> um yeah we had a whole conversation with Brittany about the backstory for apex and it's like a really good one and i think they're actually writing a follow-up like pre or a sequel album right nice. now i don't know if it's actually going to be a sequel or if it's going to be a new story but they're taking the mcu route they're they're doing the, they do good over there in the the U- utah ut you only see archers oh okay yeah utah <laughs> camp because we're in utah and i was like wait what's happening right now utah yeah no so yeah apex apex check it out check it so we're going to move on from our top five albums in the last couple of years to favorite all-time artists. Whoa. And wow, this is a tough one. I don't even know yet. Obviously, I have my number one and my number two. Uh, past that, I don't know. I had to answer this question, actually. Not the specific question, but I had to think up an answer for favorite artists uh, recently for a stupid social media thing that Jason wanted to do for so you're primed and ready for prime so you're um, helium primed and ready I sure <laughs> I certainly am got him um top five I'll just go through I'll just like fire yeah. off like five fire and we'll just, we'll just do it fire away uh 
What is that song? I sang it terribly, but I think it's like Pat Benatar or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway. It was more sexual. Yeah. So, so top five for artists. Uh, again, favorites is hard to say. You yeah. Know, making this. Especially a top five out like of like a doing, billion artists. Yeah, like doing rankings. It's like, I want to get all mathematical about it and like assign percentages and points and like dude what if we did this best or top five based on listen time that would also be something i'd have to like look up and be like okay so what is well, it actually yeah, but you might have but like a vague idea I, I do have a vague idea okay. so i would say number one number one's easy for wait me. we can't start at one we got to build suspense oh five okay so it's harder to start at five <laughs> let me let me think on that then so five we'll just i'll just throw random ones and the only one that really is always going to keep the top spot as the number one anyway right um so i would say the first one off the top like we'll go with opeth that's a good five opeth is a band that i have a lot of respect for them because they explore what they want musically um not only that but they just changed everything about them yeah, I mean, after that's, watershed, they are, and a that's new what band. I mean is like they, they, maybe they have been in the past, but right now they're not afraid to just branch out and do other stuff. Um, even though the repercussions for doing something like that would be maybe losing some fans. Um, and by that I mean pre watershed, they had a lot of death metal, a lot of metal in general that they don't have in their music these days. Uh, if you listen to the last like four albums they put out, um, it's like jazz prog rock. Yeah. It's like they traded in their high gain metal amplifiers for fuzz pedals. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, don't get me wrong. Some, uh, Steve, I legacy amps. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so definitely less metal in the way that they were. Um, and honestly, when I'm listening to Opeth, I don't usually listen to new or Opeth. I usually listen to the stuff yeah, me too. from, you know, I would say from like my arms are hers, which is like their older stuff, like way older stuff to up to the watershed. Um, cause that's the sound that appeals to me and right. I like that. So when I say Opeth in my top five, that's the Opeth I'm talking about is the, uh, the past Opeth, past Opeth, past but, Opeth. but I just wanted to make sure that I say, I have a lot of respect for them because of the way that they handle their themselves. Right. Uh, musically. Yeah. Um, yeah. That takes cojones. It it to do. do that. It do especially if you have a label breathing down your neck, saying, "Look, you guys need to release another banger like Watershed," and uh, you you better do it. Well, and I mean, not even from the label standpoint, but like when you know you have thousands of fans that are waiting for something, um, and yeah, it, it definitely yeah. like I said, it takes balls to. Oh, sorry, Chad. They're called cojones. Cojones. Yeah. Let's censor it in America. Let's keep it PG. Yeah. Some um, kids might not know what cojones are. If this is on a car somewhere and the, the parents are listening because he's a cool guy or girl and they we get to this part and we're talking about cojones, the kid will be like, Daddy, what's a cojone? And he'll be like, it's the cajon. It's called a cajon. It's the yeah, it's thing a, that you sit on and it's a drum. And you hit it with your hands. Or whatever you want. Yeah. Um, cojones. So yeah, Opeth, <laughs> they got the cojones. Yeah. Um, the cajones. You want to keep going? Or you, yeah, You got dude, some. Okay. Uh, get her done. Uh, moving on, we'll go with uh, Alice in Chains. Interesting. Um, Alice in Chains is a band that I have always enjoyed, 
but I haven't really, they haven't been like my, on my vibe until like the last couple of years. And that's interesting because you kind of grew up right in that time frame. Yeah. You would think that all those like grunge, I would like, I hesitate to call Alice in Chains really grunge. They kind of just fall into that same category because of where they came up. But, um, yeah. What would you call them? Acid rock? Uh, I would call them like early sludge metal almost. This is uh, this is coming from somebody that is not familiar with them at all. I do not like them. Um, so I'm just trying to put a pig in it. Um, yeah, I would, because I mean, like the thing is, is they are very musically adept. Like Jerry Cantrell, their uh, guitar player, um, for those who don't know who anything about Allison Chains. Me. Uh, he's a very, like their songwriting is actually very, very good. Um, and also this might be the recording nerd coming out more to me, but like the way they recorded their albums, uh, like in the nineties with their classic albums, like, uh, facelift and dirt, um, hashtag dirt for beer dirt. Uh, yeah, no, Sorry. just like they, they have like a whole vibe about them that when you hear an Alice in Chains song, you know it's Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Even if totally, even if you don't hear anyone singing or anything, like, hey, it's an Alice in Chains song. I always get them and Soundgarden confused. Um, and I might even be confusing those two. Well, right and, now, and like maybe ten years ago, it, you those two bands would have been interchangeable for me as far as what I'm listening to at the time. Yeah. Um, like as far as my enjoyment, Soundgarden now. Uh, isn't nearly on the same level as uh, Alice in Chains. So yeah, Alice in Chains musically, they're not. I wouldn't call them virtuos. Vir, what's the word? Virtu- virtuosos. Virtuosos or vir- virtuosic. Virtuosity. Uh, <laughs> um, they're not game changing. Yeah. But yeah, so things are just a lot more subtle, and it takes a little bit more to. Uh, uh, it's 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 a hard thing yeah. to describe. Well, we're running out of time. Let's move on to your three. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's already been forty can, minutes. <laughs> um, I got all the time crazy. in the world. Yeah, so do I. But my butt's starting to hurt. Yeah, sorry. So I'm so, to lay down now. <laughs> so, uh, so number trace. If we're sticking with the cojones. <laughs> uh, what's uh? Maybe I'll hit my top five. Yeah, or my five. Yeah, throw some down. Number five. Wait, we're doing all time, right? Like, oh yeah, hmm. yeah. We're talking like, I mean, I was. I'm gonna base it off listen time, just because there's way too many bands that I can be like, oh, on this day I like that one better than this one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, top five. Okay, five will be Trivium. Damn. Yeah, they're that, <laughs> that good. <laughs> they're very good. Trivium in waves specifically, and uh, in the sin in the sentence basically got me into that kind of metal uh, along with Deliverance from Opeth. When you so, say that that kind of metal, you mean metal that's more extreme. Metal with that's like extreme and they're screaming. Crazy vocals. Yeah, yeah, they're screaming at me. But my differentiator is can I understand the screaming or not? And if I cannot, I do not listen because I want to connect and understand what they're saying. So my question there would be have you ever taken an album where musically you like it but you can't understand the the vocals and then read along with the lyrics 
Uh, no, because I'm always doing these uh, through some type of online streaming service or like a downloaded that I purchased. Well, I got some homework for you then. Yeah. You should find an well, album. I mean, okay, so like Protest like the Hero is one of those. Sure. Where, right. where it's just like really good instrumentally. It's a little bit all over the place for me, but I still dig it. Um, but I can't understand most of what's happening with the vocals there. Yeah. So next time you have a minute or an hour or whatever. <laughs> yeah find an album like that that it's like you've never been able to get to that point where you like it yeah and just like google search the lyrics and follow along because i bet once you know what the lyrics are right you'll start like yeah and that's that's actually it it could be one of those things too where like you can't understand what he's saying but if you read read the word then you're like oh yeah i can hear that Right, and then sometimes it's just the vocalist too. Once you start understanding yeah. their nuance, yeah, then you pick up on it. Like then yeah. you don't even have to read the lyrics for the next album that comes yeah. out or whatever. Uh, I'm not one to quickly judge. I like to digest my albums. I'll give it five to ten listens before I make that decision. Yeah, but it is a big deciding factor. Um, so five trivium, four. Oh my gosh, four. I'm gonna have to go with. Pliny. 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 That Pliny guy. P-L-I-N-I. It's just a guy. He's a guy. Wait, is that guy from uh, Australia? Yes. As well? Yeah. We were talking about Caligula's horse earlier, so yeah. Yeah. Australia. Australia. Um, Australia, mate. Um, uh, Throw another shrimp on the barbie? Or no? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Anyway, Pliny is instrumental insanely talented guitarist uh, that's been doing camps with Jordan Petrucci and Steve Vai. Jordan um, Petrucci? Jordan Petrucci, yeah. John Petrucci. Yeah. <laughs> John Petrucci, he does his camps, his guitar yeah, camps. Yeah, 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 yeah. First, first one is coming up. Oh. Anyway, he's a really good guitarist. He basically hires a studio group, studio band, to come in and track everything that's not a guitar or a keyboard, uh, which is how I became obsessed with Chris Allison um, but uh, amazing stuff and we're going to put a subtitle sub note here um, that Owain O-W-A-N-E is also same vein very 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 good progressive I don't want to say gent but there's a tiny bit uh, good stuff that's my number four good <laughs> <laughs> what's your three Chad Trey, three trace ombres. Um, you know, wow, it's, it's really hard. It's great. So, I just need one say, band to fill in my top five before I get to my top two. I, I'm gonna put number three. I'm gonna say uh, Led Zeppelin, which I think Interesting. is like a cop out answer for yeah, a lot totally of people because it's like, oh, of course you love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> but um, how much do you love them? Enough to be in your top three. Yeah, because I mean, Led Zeppelin, like, never did anything bad musically. I don't know if they done things ethically or morally bad, but um, I mean, there's no. A actually, I think there actually is uh, some morally wrong things that. If, if, anyway, the, if was, the hashtag Me Too campaign was yeah. out back then, then they would have been canceled. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that, that that stuff aside, I would hey, say no musically. Look, you, you can't really say bad things about Led Zeppelin. I mean, I could. I mean, you could. Um, <laughs> Just but like I could say bad things a, about the Beatles. Right. 
um, but coming from like a just a, a guitar player standpoint, sick. We got somebody practicing in the space next to us now. Yeah, they, they, I'm sure you can hear damn it. Damn drummers. Anyway, Chad's a really good audio editor. We'll find out. It'll be fine. Uh, Comment down below, even though you can't. Uh, <clears throat> did Chad edit out the song well enough? Maybe you leave a review and tell us did Chad edit them out well enough? So Led Zeppelin is. Um, you know, it's just good rocking stuff. Speaking it's of rocking, rocking, dude, gotta um, master those bottom triplets. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of Zeppelin, yeah, even though it's more of a Portnoy situation going on here. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's. But why are they your favorite? Just because they were game changers? Just because they? I would say part of it is you a, grew up on them. They're nostalgic. I would say at least part of it is nostalgia, but that's not all of it because, like, I'm nostalgic about. Like Leonard Skidder and ACDC, but I wouldn't put either of them in my top five, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, Songwriting wise, I think they were way ahead of their time. Um, Do you think they were the first? Wait, when did their first album come out? Like 1968 or something? Were they the first prog band? No, I wouldn't even call them a prog band. I'd call them. You wouldn't call progressive rock? What maybe, do you define as progressive? Some because of, like, progressive is like changing the game. They're progressing the genre. Yeah, like you had stuff like uh, Yes and Pink Floyd and stuff around the same time. So yeah, but they're all their own thing. Yeah, but I like that is what I would consider prog. Okay, as yeah. opposed to Led yeah. Zeppelin, I would consider more. Well, you would consider Pink rock Floyd and roll more prog, prog than, Led, than Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. Interesting. Yeah, at least uh, in some of their albums. <laughs> I'm talking overall. Like, Pink Floyd was doing freaking full concept albums when Led Zeppelin was still singing about Boobs. having sex with people. So, having intercourse, Chad. In, yeah, yeah, sorry. Intercourse. Yeah. Intercourse. So, um, yeah, but nostalgia is definitely a factor, but still, I can listen, like, I can listen to Stairway to Heaven and still have the same emotional output from my brain uh, that I did. You still get the bones are. Yeah. Same thing as when I was trying to learn how to play it when I was oh, no stairway. 15 years old yeah. on the guitar. So right. um, that's why I, I, I can still listen to it and enjoy it the exact same way I have been for the last 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, 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 did I already have a number three? No. Nope. Number three. Of most listened to bands for me is probably oh my word oh my word <laughs> I don't even know Chad do you have a three or a two you have a two yet two two okay um, <laughs> two two if there's annoying silences I'll just edit it out yeah I know I get it um, uh, I was thinking about bands. Okay, that I've, no, I got a three. Sorry. Okay. Megadeth. Whoa, Megadeth. Bam. Right there. Hello, me. It's me again. I was gonna say oh. meet the real me, but oh, oh he that didn't. works as well. <laughs> it's the same song. Uh, okay, so Megadeth. But why? Why Megadeth? Megadeth is the first metal band I ever even listened to, which is why it was so amazing to do the Dirk interview and be able to film them for their first three songs. So would you also say that? That answer comes from nostalgia a little bit as well, or I don't think so because so they're they're still trucking in my opinion. Um, I like Dystopia a lot. That's not their most recent one, though, is it? Yes. Oh, 
shows how much I pay attention to right. modern Megadeth. It's but okay. I mean, uh, Dave Mustaine has throat cancer or something right now. That is true. Wish him well. Um, but obviously, Rust in Peace is the one that got me. Yeah, it's the first time. Go. Yeah, first time I actually like learned a metal song was Tornado of Souls. Um, Iron Maiden is kind of like pop metal in my opinion, just because it's so far out there in the masses. Uh, Megadeth is pretty out there too, but um, as far as my upbringing, Megadeth was like this treasure that you have to dig around for. Iron Maiden was everywhere. Well, Iron Maiden is like the band that all the kids it's the Led Zeppelin of metal uh, Iron Maiden has their shirts in like at least like one high school or one yeah. uh, well, no, it's, uh, let me rephrase Iron Maiden you can probably find an Iron Maiden t-shirt on at least one person in every high school in America or the world even uh, on any given day correct Megadeth is one that you might find in one every three schools, one maybe. every three or four yeah yeah so I, I got what you're saying yeah. and those people wearing the Megadeth shirts you know most likely they actually are Megadeth fans whereas the Iron Maiden t-shirt wearing people may not be actual fans of Iron Maiden right they found it a hot topic sure but Megadeth sells their shirts too there so it's a give and take <laughs> but that's nothing against Iron Maiden that's not their fault they're good and everybody likes them it kind of is but you know uh, anyway, so Megadeth number three, Chad. What is your number dose? It's funny that you ask because I would say dose would be Iron Maiden. Interesting. Um, Not really. <laughs> some people would actually probably already know that about me, but Iron Maiden. You don't really listen a, to them. It's they're a special band for me. I do listen to them not as much anymore. Are you a closet Maiden? I'm a closet Instead of maiden. an Iron Maiden. Sure. Um, but not many people know, but the. The guitar solo in the number of the beast, the song "The Number of the Beast," right, is pretty much what made me want to be a lead guitar player when I was like 14 or 15 years old. Um, I always kind of wanted to play guitar from when I started. When I was like 14 or 15, I started getting into like Molly Crew and AC/DC. Um, in Guns N' Roses and I thought oh man all these bands are cool and like I wanted to be Angus Young but like I didn't really care that much about being a lead guitar player I just I just wanted to I want I like I wanted to be able to hold guitar and look cool and um, <laughs> still rock out to this day yeah just yeah, yeah. <laughs> true it's true uh, no, it's but Number of the Beast Iron Maiden I mean that full album actually I would say made me want to made me it, it, it solidified my wanting to actually want to be in a heavy metal band yes as opposed to just like and that's what Megadeth did for me as opposed to like, like a, a, you know indie rock or yeah. whatever other genre hashtag mess with me yeah which I also have done but <laughs> yeah that that was kind of the album and that song in particular um made me know in my heart yeah, and your soul or just your heart just just the heart at oh, first okay. and then the soul that came later okay yeah makes sense <laughs> Um, okay, so number two for me is an easy one. It's Dream Theater. Whoa. Whoa, dude. If you know me at all, you know I love the DT. And uh, I'm DT all the time. And that means down two. And you, you can fill out the other one if you want. Whoa. I would put eat in that spot. DT. DT. Um, anyway, uh, wasn't introduced to Dream Theater until I was. 15 or 16 uh, I was going to the Paul Green School of Rock and my buddy rock. Yeah, 
my buddy Jesse McKeel, uh, who unfortunately doesn't play guitar much anymore, but um, he was amazing. And uh, obviously, you got to trust an amazing guitarist. So um, he gave me Awake, and I listened to it, and I was not terribly impressed. Awake, which is Dream Theater's third Second, album. Yeah, third, technically. Second album I with James Brown. I don't like the first one. <laughs> I don't like when Dream of Day Unite. I, I usually don't count it either, but yeah. yeah. We want to be correct. Correct. Well, three people listening are going to be mad. <laughs> um, anyway, so I got awake. Wasn't that into it. But then about six months later, my buddy Gabe Segura. I don't even know how to say his Gabe. name. I feel really bad about that. Gabe Segura. Segura. He's, he's a boss man. Uh, really, really good skateboarder. Really, really good drummer. Um, he uh, showed me Octavarium for the first time. And I was like, mind blown. But this was back in the 2000s. So whatever they said back then about your mind being blown, that was me. And from there I was hooked. And I went through their back catalog and was very, very impressed, with, especially with Images and Words. That may be a top album of theirs. Um, and then uh, Portnoy left a few years later. And they've so, never been the same. So are you still not that impressed by Awake? Um, it's the last album I would put on, other than Scenes from a Memory Disc 2. <laughs> Scenes from a Memory Part 2? No, sorry. Uh, Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence Disc 2. Oh. That would be my very last really? record of theirs I'd put on, yeah. But Disc 1 is right there in the top. Disc 1 is my jam. Disc Glass 1 is Prison, Blind Faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Disappear. Interesting. Chad cries on Disappear, everybody. Cried. No, I don't. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. It's no, natural is, to cry, guys. That is Men interesting to me, though, because for me, I think Awake is like at the top of my list of when I wanted when I'm in a dream theater mood. Yeah. I'm turning on Awake or Metropolis Part Two. Yeah, usually. Which uh, happy birthday to Metropolis Part Two turns twenty today. Yep, I'm actually I'm flying to uh, Northern California in a few days, like what four days, five days, dude. Uh, I'm gonna go to the San Jose show of the tour that they're doing um, where they're playing all of that album so that'll be really um, amazing I'm pretty sure this guy's playing Foo Fighters if you guys can hear that there it was the, the main beat he's playing is very reminiscent of My Hero yeah I heard that uh, um, anyway sorry anyway yeah, so Awake for me is at the bottom uh, 6 Degrees Disc 2 at the bottom everything else is heads and above until Portnoy left yeah Black Clouds is definitely at the bottom though for sure yeah not a fan um, it's funny uh, I have a, a Dream Theater tattoo it's one of the first tattoos I ever got I don't have that many but um, he's covered Dream Theater is not making it to my top five um, that says something but I do have a Dream Theater tattoo yeah that's clearly visible visible clearly visible to anyone who meets me so well when did you I mean you've bonded with a lot of people over that tattoo probably more that tattoo than any other tattoo you have yeah cause like when you see it any Dream Theater fan knows what it is so right. just like my top one when my I number one I mean yeah when I meet somebody uh and they know Dream Theater or they're a Dream Theater fan, which I'm still a Dream Theater fan, they're just not in my right. top five. Yeah. But um, it's like instant like, oh, hey, sick tattoo, dude. Yeah. And it's We're like, best, basically best friends at this point. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. I, met, I actually met Between the Buried and Me uh, a couple of years ago. I got VIP to their tour when they were touring with uh, Devin Townsend and Dan Briggs, their bass player, when I was walking through the line meeting them all, he's like, oh, hey, dude, sick tattoo. And then it made me feel warm and fuzzy. Nice. Because Dan Briggs is an amazing bass player. But, is he the dude from Chelsea Grin? 
Uh, no, that's What's, Dan Jones. Oh, okay. Dan Jones plays guitar My in apologies. Chelsea Green, and he yeah. mixed and mastered Dysphoria's album. Yeah, let's not talk about that. That's in nobody's okay. top five. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so another reason Dream Theater is so special is because I am actually on the DVD for the Systematic Chaos Tour when Jordan Rudess uh, brings the camera backstage at one of the shows, which happened to be Salt Lake City. You can see me and my friend Alex Leota, as well as Zach from Melodramas. Uh-huh. And Andrew, I think, may have been Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Uh, we're all in that line standing there so I'm basically famous and I also caught a stick that Mike threw me at that show Um, he had to throw me many sticks I'll I'll tell the story if I get to interview him that was actually shortly after you and I met yeah back in 2007 yes it was yeah and that was the first album of theirs that I like that had come out since I became a fan. That was the first one. Yeah, I wasn't a fan at the time. You I, yeah. you got me into Dream Theater shortly thereafter. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're very special to me. I have a drum head over here signed by the band that you will see in any of my behind the kit videos from the last month, even though they're not out yet. Uh, very, very good. Uh, I've been talking too long. Let's get to your number one. Yeah, number one. Uh, I said his name earlier. It's Devin Townsend. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't... Sinkestro, baby. Yeah, I wouldn't put um, his recent works in there. Just like kind of like with how Opeth is for me, the way that I described their, their stuff. Um, I do love most of what uh, Devin has put out under Devin Townsend Project. Um, that's Addicted. That's... Addicted, Key, Deconstruction... Uh, Epic Loud Transcendence Transcendence actually Is an amazing album And that was my album Of the year when that came out And when, when was that 2016 No idea Yeah 2016 um, At any rate Yeah uh, Love most of Everything that Devin has put out But my The stuff that gets My heart going is And by heart going I mean is It makes me feel Things feels uh, Yeah it's like His stuff Kind of right before that, which is like Sinkestra. Uh, Sinkestra is like next level. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a really dense album, mm-hmm. and everybody like I always have people hitting me up and asking me, "What's your favorite Devin Townsend album?" And I always tell them Sinkestra. Yeah. Um, it's like it always lives on my road trip playlist. I always listen to it when I'm driving, like. Through the desert or whatever, or like across the, the country, because it's just it's really good road trip music. But anyway, um, yeah, all of his solo stuff that he was kind of doing at the same time as Strapping Young Lad. I, I love Strapping Young Lad as well, but it's his solo stuff, like from like Ocean Machine up through uh, Sinkestra and like the first Ziltoid album he did. That stuff all is just gold. Yeah, and probably, it, like, probably one of the nicest guys too. Oh yeah, I, I've, I've met him once. Uh, luckily, once. And I Nam, didn't know you met him. Nam 2019, my buddy. Oh, Nam, Nam, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he just announced his U.S. tour. They're not coming here. Yeah. Unfortunately. It sucks. But. So we'll have to go to Kali, Rado, or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, and, like I mentioned, I met him because I got that VIP for the tour that he did with Between the Barrier to Me and Fallujah. Um, had to drive. He didn't come to Salt Lake for that one either. Had to drive all the way to Los Angeles for it. Um, with my buddy Paul Black. Anyway. Hashtag cool guy. Hashtag all the cool guys. But, um, yeah, he was extremely gracious. I met him and he signed, I actually got him to sign my, the sleeve for my Sincastra vinyl nice. that I've got. Um, and it was very crowded. So they, they were telling us, you know, only one item signed per 
band that was meeting between the Barry to me and Devin Townsend and his band, which was a lot of cool people. But I got to the end of the line where Devin was. He was at the very, very end of the table. And I told him, oh, you know, man, I brought all these. I, I brought all of my Devin Townsend records. <laughs> um, I had like a whole bag full of like 10, 10 vinyl records. Well, I didn't bring the records. I brought the, the sleeves for him. And I got to the end and I said, oh, man, they only let me get one thing signed. And he's like, oh, man, well, you know, in, in his <laughs> Devin Townsend voice, so far. you know, fuck those guys. And he tells me to get one, a new one out. And I, so I pulled out Ocean Machine and had him sign that one as well. Um, nice. What so, a guy. Yeah, ex- extremely nice, extremely gracious. And like, I was a little bit starstruck and all I could, like, I couldn't really muster any words. It's just mm-hmm. like. I think I said thank you yeah. to him like 10 times in like the span of 30 seconds and then I had to move on because there was like 10, 10 or 20 other people behind me. Um, yeah, Devin Townsend still doing great things. I I could go on for, we could do a whole nother two yeah, hours, three really hours good. just about uh, Devin Townsend so I'll stop there. But Okay. Uh, number one of all time for me, obviously, if you know me at all, is Rush, the band. Which I also love. Yes. Um, which is mostly your fault, but yes. Most of Chad, most of the stuff Chad was introduced to, from the year two thousand seven to two thousand thirteen, fourteen, is because of me. Wow. And he also introduced me to some stuff. <laughs> Don't know what, but anyway, Rush, number one of all time. Never met him. Never had the chance. Um, went to probably every show. Not probably. I've been to every show since Snakes and Arrows came out, including that one. Every show that they played in Salt Lake. Yes. You mean? Yes. Every show. In Salt not Lake, every show. Which, every show. I've been to every show. Well, um, which is only about four, but hey, you get what you can. Yeah, I've seen um, them once. Yeah. So right? yeah, it was cool. At least I'm not as bad as Chad. Just kidding. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it's a great show. Um, obviously, they are disbanded because the drummer Neil Peart cannot take it anymore. Pay art. Mr. Payart. Yeah. You don't say it like that. <laughs> That's why he stopped. It's because everybody says his name wrong. Yeah. Um, anyway, biggest influence. My dad was into Rush. Uh, I remember hearing YYZ when I was a kid, maybe seven, and just being like, how the heck does anybody remember this rhythm? This is impossible. <laughs> like, he's got to make it up every time. There's no way. And he doesn't. Just spoiler. Wow. So, uh, biggest of all time. I've listened to them more than any other band in my entire life. And my playing most reflects Rush and Dream Theater than it does any other group. Uh, yeah. I could also go on and on. But I will not. Because we must come to a close. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, those are like, you could do an entire episode or an entire podcast on either one of those bands totally. that we had for number one. And talk for hours, but hours, guys. So we'll we'll stop ourselves. <laughs> uh, we are going to call it. Thanks for listening to this podcast, uh, Chad. Let look at this camera, that camera, that camera. Tell the people what you got going on in your life. Um, we don't have any cameras. I also wish I was eating some spicy food right now, but yeah, Chad. yeah. No, uh, I am in a band called Helium Prime. We put out an album about a year ago called Terror of the Cybernetic Space Monster. It's, uh, it's a really good album uh, to toot my own horn. Um, yeah, I mean... Are you guys putting out another one? Anytime, uh, ever? It's currently being written. It's about... New album's about halfway written. We've got a new singer, Mary Zimmer. Uh, the future's looking really bright. We just put out a new kind of demo single that's available everywhere, including YouTube and Spotify. It's got like... 
sixty thousand listens or something, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's doing pretty good. Um, He's basically I'm not famous, but uh, yeah, Helium Prime, check us out. HeliumPrimeMetal.com is our website, and they sell little miniature guitars. We do that you cannot play, but you can look at. I guess you could play it. <laughs> it won't sound good. But no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, check me out. Check out my band Principium at Facebook. P R I N C I P I U M. The hardest band name to spell. Uh, that's why I chose it. And uh, and stay tuned for part two of this podcast. Part two where of we'll this talk podcast is coming right else. up, guys. Uh, and also, also I mentioned earlier will be part two. Follow me at YouTube behind the kit official. Uh, subscribe. Cause like you need to, and uh, I need you to. And we're also friends now since you listen to this whole thing. So welcome. Tweet at me. Welcome to the friendship. Let's get bitch. you some free stuff. Tweet at me behind the kit official, and I will send you something. Not sure what, but it'll happen. I'll, I'll find something drum related to send you, or Chad will send you something, <laughs> or I will send it on behalf of Chad. True. True. Hashtag. Bye. <laughs>